before. Honor is one of those things in the kingdom that truly opens up the door to so much of God. How we honor God, how we honor our delegated authorities, whether that's in the authority of spiritual authorities like pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, teachers. I said that all sorts of all over the place. Praise God. I think we got them all. Or if it's in the delegated authority of husbands, if it's in the delegated authority of your boss at your job, or whether we're just honoring one another, God has set up a system in the kingdom to ensure that his children walk in the fullness of everything that he has planned for them. God wants us, and put this in the comments right now, God wants us to walk in the fullness of his blessing. That's his desire. That's his will. His will is not hidden. That's what he desires for his children is to walk in every bit of his goodness. But not every believer does. Some believers will walk in some of it. Some believers will walk in a portion, a little, maybe even a lot. But there are the majority of believers on this earth are not walking in absolutely every bit of the blessing that God wants us to have. And quite often what I found to be a fact is because we're not honoring in some way, shape or form, whether we're not honoring God, we're not honoring God through our leaders, we're not honoring God in one another. Typically, a lack of honor is what has robbed us of walking in the fullness of the blessing. And God wants us to walk in all of his rewards, in all of his benefits. Do you want to be one of those people who walks in the fullness of what God has? Yes. Amen. Me too. Well, then we have to get really good at understanding not just one facet of honor. We have to understand what the Bible says honor is. So, yep, that's the opening. I'm really leery to hand it back, but go, buddy. I believe in you. I'm glad you believe in me. I, I believe in God in you. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> um, uh, no, like, you know, as, as you're just talking about, like, the importance of honor, like, the Bible says pretty stinking clearly, and, you know, those who honor me, I will, I will honor. honor. And, um, and what, what does that mean? Because uh, he, he then says those who, uh, what's the word, will be lightly esteemed. Those who despise me, despise me will be, yeah, is that it? Will be lightly esteemed. Yeah, are you pulling it up? Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Because it's better to have, you know, solid quotes. And I also just imagined if this is the day I forgot where first Samuel was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to do great. You'll, you'll find it quickly. No, I will. Yeah. But um, those who <laughs> honor me, I will honor. Those who despise, here you can read it. You got, yep. you got this. For those in First Samuel two thirty, it says, "For those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed." Okay, so like even in that, you know, you see, you see, kind of like that definition of what honor doesn't look like mm-hmm. as, is lightly esteeming. You yeah. Know? If I if I treat something as lightly, or if I treat something as if it doesn't hold weight, because that's kind of what honor means. It's yeah. weighty, you know. Um, then then what's going to happen? I, that's going to be what happens to me. You know, yeah. you reap what you sow, and so I want if I want to reap honor, 
I have to sow honor. Yes. And you can put that in the comments. If I, if I want to reap honor, I need to sow honor. Like, I, I feel like a lot of times, you know, and, and I, I, I've seen this and where like, people were like, why won't people listen to me? Why won't people, uh, like, why won't my kids, you know, listen to me? Why mm -hmm. won't, uh, like, let's say you're a teacher. Why won't my students listen to me? Or let's say you're, you're even a minister, right? Why, why does it seem like people don't esteem what I have to say? And you got to ask yourself the question, am I doing that to those who God's put authority in my life? Because yeah. I only carry authority yeah. when I submit to authority, right? Like <clears throat> you see that with the centurion. I too am a man under authority. Because he's under authority, he can say to this man, go and he'll go. And so like I can't, I can't subvert authority and carry authority. Yeah. You know, I only have the authority that I submit myself to. And, and that's how honor works. So when I'm honoring God and esteeming God, then I'm going to receive honor. If a wife is dishonoring her husband, she's not going to be receiving honor from her children. If a, if, uh, if a parent is constantly dishonoring their boss or their authorities or their pastors and and just lightly esteeming that, they'll, they'll reap that from those under them. That's, yeah. that's how it works. And so if I want to reap honor, I need to sow that honor. I need to be somebody who, who doesn't lightly esteem those in positions of authority over me, especially God's authority, mm -hmm. um, you know, just doing whatever I want. And if there's an instruction, you know, well, you know, it's like treating it like a suggestion yeah. more than a commandment, you know. Like when I, when I sow that honor and I highly esteem what the Lord's telling me to do, what, um, when I highly esteem just the authorities and the people that God's put in my life, that's where I begin to receive honor. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I think that's something that like, we, we kind of know that, you know, like a lot of people know that in theory, but we got to ask ourselves, like, if I'm not carrying authority, am I submitted to authority? Yeah. Am I, I because, like, we can tell ourselves, oh, I'm submitted. I go to church on Sunday. Well, that doesn't mean you're submitted, you know. Um, well, I'm submitted, you know, because I, I listen to, to teachings and stuff like that. Well, that doesn't always mean that you are submitted in honoring of those authorities. And, uh, and God will sh give us wisdom and show us how to better honor. But it's when we have that heart of honor. There's a difference between, um, between understanding our need for honor and having it in the core of who we are, just that heart of honor. I want to honor. I want to esteem, not just for my own benefits, but because, but because, uh, because I have that heart mm -hmm. to honor, to honor God, to honor the authorities, to honor the people that God's given as authorities in my life. Uh, I, I want to have that heart of honor. Yeah. So. Well, and like with a broadcast like this, it's it, here in this climate, in this culture of what's right boomerang our partner churches that often will watch this broadcast it's easy to have the temptation to be like oh we're talking about honor today i've got that down i sew in for pastor appreciation and i listen to the broadcast and i do this and i do this and look at the people who are on this broadcast and will watch it in the time to come you are people of honor that's why you're watching it the nobody's watching this broadcast for the majority. The majority of people watching are not those who just rampantly go and dishonor those around them on purpose anyway. No, we're here because we have a heart to honor God. And I would agree, the majority of people watching are honoring above a normal level compared to the world. 
But does God just want us to walk in slightly above average? No, God wants us to walk on his level of normal. He wants us to have the heights of heaven. So just because we may be good at honoring compared to other churches or compared to someone else doesn't mean we've arrived. We have to allow God by the Holy Spirit to blow apart a rival mentality when it comes to this subject Mm -hmm. because God is so big that there's different facets to him that most of us have never even thought toward. You know, the world thinks it's really weird to honor a pastor for pastor appreciation. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the world would like to keep their pastors in poverty because that seems to be the holy thing to do. So it's already stepping outside of and going against the grain of what the world thinks is normal. And for mo- most of us, when we were taught about honor, mm-hmm. it crossed something that the world had tried to put in there. Yeah. But for those of us who have grabbed a hold of it and have started honoring, praise God for that. Mm-hmm. But how often are we honoring the full counsel of the word? Mm-hmm. The full counsel. See, <laughs> honor, yes, it's talking about money, but it's also talking about making something weighty or weighed down. When you would honor a king, when you would honor you know, a man or woman of God, it means that you would literally add money to their supply so they would become weighed down with honor. But when's the last time that we allowed ourselves to make God's word that weighty in our hearts? You know, when God gives a directive, are we quick to move at it or are we delayed in it? Needing time to think it over and to process it and understand it before we move. When's the last time we made it weighty? You know, wives, when's the last time we treated our husband's voice like God's voice? Because he's a leader over us. And I'm not saying that they're not, that they can't make mistakes. But as our leader, when's the last time we honored him on that level? Are we just honoring Pastor Brian? Or are we honoring our husbands at home too? Husbands, when's the last time that when your wife spoke, you heard her voice like the Holy Spirit's voice? And you honored the leading that was coming out of her? And you heard her as the Ezra Konegdo that God gave to you to help make your life easier so that together you could walk hand in hand. See, there's honor all the way around. When's the last time that when our children spoke, we heard God inside of them and we honored that word? When's the last time that we sought God out in his word and said, no matter what my flesh thinks about it, I'm going to make this heavy. I'm going to make this important to me. Because if it's important enough to God to speak it out of his mouth, it needs to be important to me. Why? Because I love God. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to rush ahead of him. Pastor yesterday was talking about the the military command of being left and abreast. Basically, you stay with your commanding officer at his left side for until he says otherwise, so that way you're there if he needs you. When's the last time we tuned our ear into being that in tune with the Holy Ghost that he just has to look for us and we're right there at the ready? See, God, there's levels of honor that we have not fully yielded ourselves to. Because I'm sure I just stepped on other people's toes and not just my own going through that very short list. When's the last time we chose to stay silent about the president of our country when other people disrespect him solely because he holds an office of honor? 
And other people can talk crap about him. But we, but we choose to be the ones to sit back and stay silent, whether we like the person or not, whether we like the decisions he makes or not. Are we willing to be the person that doesn't get the applause because we will choose to stay silent? Will we willingly allow other people to go in the room and be happy about who's in the room with the honored men and women of God? See, there's so many different facets of honor, but it requires a crucifying of flesh, a dying to self, and submitting to God and saying, your will, just like Jesus did, your will be done, not mine. Your will be done. And put that in the comments. God, I want your will to be done, not mine. But if it is his Goodness will be found in his will for you, not just for him, for you. I could keep going, but I need to stop. I feel like we all could just keep going. Yep. No, like, well, you said a lot of things and I was pulling I said up scriptures a lot of and then you and then you <laughs> moved on and I'm like, no, I don't know if the scriptures are relevant. So oh no, it's gone. So I guess it's not relevant anymore. But um <laughs> so uh I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm like, oh I got a great scripture for that. Okay, you're we're over here now. Let's go. I got a scripture. No, but um like seriously though, like like me personally, like there's so much that I need to learn and grow in when it comes to honor. You look mm-hmm. at like, I mean, like you look at some of the Bible examples of honor, right? Yeah. Like you look at King David before he was king. Um, he served King Saul faithfully for years. And then King Saul became crazy uh, yes. and started flinging spears at him. Yes. And uh, so David ran, and uh, as David is. And, and really, David's just trying to protect his own life and King Saul's life Yeah. at the same time. Now, talk about like somebody who would have all the reason to dishonor and to like, I mean, like, well, because people like can justify their dishonor. Well, they're not a godly person, so I can say whatever I want about them. Oh, sure. Are you sure about that? Like yeah. you look at King David, known as a man after God's own heart. Um, a man who constantly prayed, Lord, create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew yeah. a steadfast spirit within me. And um, and as King Saul is circling a mountain to kill him, you know, he had multiple opportunities to take him out. And it would be in the natural justify. This man's trying to kill me, so, like, I can do this. You know, and everyone around him was saying, just take him out. But he but he said, I'm not going to raise my hand against God's anointed. He yeah. showed him honor. He, was that was the anointing on Saul at that point? That's not for anyone to determine. That what's to what's for anyone to determine is he's in a position that yes. God gave him that position. Yep. So I'm not even going to raise my hand against it. No. He, he felt conviction over te- like tearing just the edge of his robe, you know, uh, of his garment. He felt like yeah. conviction he over that. He touched the man of God. Yeah, and uh, and so. Uh, it, it, all the way to the point where, like, when Saul ended up dying, because there was a lot of wickedness in him, and yes. he fell into that. Yep. When when Saul died and killed him, he killed himself. Um, that you had like the young servant that came to David and said, "Hey, uh, I, I I killed uh, King Saul for you. I killed him for you. Like, are you happy with me? Like, yeah. like, am I going to get a reward or something like that?" And uh, the words of David were like pretty intense. He said. How are you not afraid to raise your sword against God's yeah. anointed? Like, how, how are you not afraid? Like, and honestly, that's something that that's uh, kind of missing. I'm not saying that we need to be in fear, but um, but this, but he's referring to like the fear of the Lord. You know, um, wh- why are people not afraid 
to raise their voice against ministers or against people in positions of authority or against God. God, why, why, why haven't you done something by now? Like, why, why, is, why is there not such a holy reverence inside of us yeah. um, that we don't, e- like, we don't even consider raising our voice against? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll watch, you know, um, news broadcasts of people who are constantly making fun of, of people in positions of authority yep. and, uh, and think it's hilarious and, yep. and be entertained by that. Why, why is there not a reverence in us that says, I should not be entertained by this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and you, like, and you, you, you recognize this, you know, even when you go into Exodus with, with Moses, you know, Miriam and Aaron started grumbling against Moses and, and like what they said is things people say all the time. Can't we hear from God? Like we can hear from God. Is Moses the only one who can hear from God? Like, like think, like, think about this, like, 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 oh, the Lord told me to do this, you know, and like, well, you should submit that to pastors. I can hear from God. You Like, I don't need to, like, is he the only one who can hear from God? I can hear from God myself. So why should I submit to that? You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the things that Miriam and Aaron were saying. We can hear from God ourselves. God has spoken to us, you know, like, is it only Moses? And all, like, that's all they were saying. Is it only Moses I can hear from God? We can hear from God. That's all that they were saying, yeah. you know, and uh, Miriam gets struck with leprosy, you know, like. Like God took that seriously. Actually, like Moses didn't do a thing. God spoke to all three of them and said, "All right, come. Like let, let's deal with this now." And then, uh, and then you have Korah's rebellion, where basically they were saying the same thing. Like, like who, who is Moses? Like to to lead us all? Like we can hear from the Lord. Like we we've we're we're mature enough. Whatever. And then what happened? The earth opened up, swallowed them whole. And now you have all of Israel saying, it's Moses' fault that these people are dying. It's yeah. Moses' fault that this is happening. It's Moses' fault that, that all of Korah and his family just got swallowed by the earth. It's all Moses' fault. Now everyone's grumbling. And then a plague enters in. Like, again, go back to what David said. How are you not afraid, <laughs> you know, to come against the God's anointed? How yeah. is it that it's such so normal in our culture today, just in America, to, to come against and to dishonor people in positions of authority. It's become so normalized now in, because we, cause you know, in, in America with the democracy, we all think we have, well, we have freedom of speech and like in the constitutionally, we do have freedom of speech and I'm not coming against freedom of speech, but that, but just because it's permissible, permissible, permissible doesn't mean it's beneficial to just say whatever you want. Mm-mm. Bible says very clearly where there's a multitude of words sent abound. So just because I can say under freedom of speech in America doesn't mean that what I'm, that I have the right in the kingdom of heaven to just spit out whatever the heck I want to spit out. Mm-hmm. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Just because I have free speech doesn't mean that I should, I should utilize that. You know, well, I mean like think about the Miranda rights, you know, like every, uh, what is it? You have the remind, right. The remind, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. Like you think about that. that, that that's the same in the court of heaven. You know the things that I speak. That's why Jesus says, "Don't let any idle words proceed out of your mouth," because we're going to give an account. Or mm-hmm. he, he says, he didn't say, "Don't let any idle." He says, "You'll give an account for every idle word that comes out of your mouth," so, which means. The words that I say can and will be used against me in the court of heaven, you know, like as I speak and if I speak certain things in out of honor or dishonor, those things can affect me. They'll, they'll affect the course of my life. You see that with Corey. You see that with the Israelites. You see that with uh, Aaron and, and, uh, and uh, Miriam. You see that with the young servant that said he, he killed King Saul. And he was lying the whole time anyway. So like, 
That was dumb. But um, it's just, it's just we need to have a reverential um, and a fear of God to where I'm not going to dishonor. I don't want to have a heart of dishonor because if I lightly esteem or if I dishonor, I'll be lightly esteemed. Yeah. And I don't want that. I want to sow honor. If I want to be honored, I need to sow that. Well, and put this in the comments. I am not my own defender. Yeah. We're not our own defender. We're not called to be our own protector. Neither are we called to be our own promoter. And most of all of what you just talked about can be traced back to a place of fear, a place of being afraid that if I don't defend myself and accuse and properly assign blame to who it really should go to, then I'm going to take the blame, you know? Yeah. I'm going to receive the brunt of punishment. If people don't actually know that I'm not the one who messed up, it's, it's this person who messed up, or they did something wrong, not me, don't punish me. That's a fear. You know, it's a fear of wanting to be seen as good. So I need to be the one to go out and show how smart I am and needing to take credit for myself. Yeah. All of that garbage is fear. So much of the time. Yeah. Fear is that thing that keeps people from walking in the fullness of what God has for them because fear puts us into pride. It's the next step. I get into fear. If I'm afraid, who am I looking at? Myself. Well, then what's the next door for me to walk through? Pride. And if I'm in pride, it puts me in direct opposition to God. So if I allow myself to be afraid, if I allow myself to dwell and think that I need to be my own protector, I need to be my own defender, then what's at the door for me? Sin is waiting to devour me. And that sin is the sin of pride. We have to ensure that we are honoring God in every area of life. Not just with leaders, though that is huge. We have to honor God, God. Not just God found in man. We have to honor God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have to honor his word because Jesus is the word made flesh. We can't pick and choose what parts of him we like and what parts of him we follow and just leave the other side behind. That's again stepping into pride. So if I'm picking and choosing what doctrines I want to believe and which ones I don't want to believe, but they're actually all in the counsel of the word of God, I'm creating a Frankenstein version of Jesus, which is no different than Aaron and Miriam making a golden calf to worship. If I don't truly just honor God, the fullness of him, whether I get it or not, whether I understand it or not, whether my flesh likes it or not, then I'm putting myself as an idol worshiper. I'm worshiping either me or I'm worshiping a jacked up version of God. Either way, it's not honoring him. We have to honor God the whole picture of who he is. And in honoring the whole picture of who he is, we also have to honor the full counsel of the word. So when God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, and then God breathed his spirit into us and he created us as brand new creations. The moment we receive Jesus as savior, that means that there is now God found in buddy. That means that there's now God found in me. 
That means there's now God found in every single person who is a born again Christian. So if I go around and I start touching the anointing that's on Buddy and Serena's life and I uncover sin, like let's say that I find out that Buddy has missed it somewhere or Buddy's found out, I, let's do it this way. Let's say Buddy's found out I've missed it somewhere and he were to go talking about how much of a sinner I am and how much I missed it and I'm never going to listen to her again. Can you believe she missed it here? That's a dangerous position to be in. Mm-hmm. It'd be dangerous if I did it to Buddy. Mm-hmm. Not just because we're friends, not because we work together, minister in the same church, but because he's made in the image and likeness of God. So when he speaks, I'm not saying every word that comes out of our mouths is 100% perfect. But if we're pursuing Christ, we should be consistently refining ourselves to sound more and more and more like him. And if I uncover sin, I'm doing what Noah's son did when he saw his dad drunk. And he's like, come over here here look at him look at how he's in the ground he's drunk trying to bring shame to him that son still to this day that son's lineage has a curse on it to this day like they're a a tribe that's in africa pastor amos who watches the broadcast has literally traced it back for pastor brian to say these people they came from that son's descendants and look at how there is poverty still attached to them look at how they don't walk in the blessing because they touched the man of god they uncovered sin instead of being willing to cover it up and hide it and let god be the defender when he needs to defend and letting god be the one who will handle the mess and we just go on loving yeah that's our job honor god mm-hmm. i'm not the sin but i'm gonna honor yeah no matter what i see i must choose to honor even in this face of glaring mess up i'm not gonna disparage them i'm not gonna talk junk about them i'm gonna keep my mouth shut yeah. i'm gonna honor god because god is found in every person on this earth he made them so i'm not gonna touch them I'm going to honor them. And if it sounds like God, terrific. Honor that word. If it doesn't, throw that word away and keep trucking. But we are to love God's creation. We're to honor him, not touch it. That's why we should um, avoid at all costs any like podcasts or documentaries that are designed to expose the sins of of yeah. other ministers. That's like, why gossip is so dangerous. Yeah, like, yeah. That is the teaching. Why is gossip bad? You're touching God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well picture it this way. Um, you know, if someone were to go around and be making Facebook posts and, and, um, and, and, uh, podcasts and documentaries about all the times my wife has missed it. Yep. I'm going to be irritated. Yep. Like, Let's just be honest. Like, I'll, I would be very irritated by it. Like, has she ever missed it? Yeah, she's human. You know, have I ever missed it? Of course, I'm human. But if someone goes out and like and starts like publicly posting about like the areas and the times that she missed it, yeah. I'm going to be ticked off. And don't think that Jesus himself, whose bride is the Christ, is not up in heaven, like righteously ticked off at all these Christians that are going out and just making these... The, Posting about how the church is this and how the church is that, like you're you're publicly shaming his mm-hmm. bride, the one that he died for, and not just his bride, 
Mm. ourselves yeah because we're, we're all in the body so if i go out there making fun of you yeah. or just because you're right here mm. you know if i'm out there talking junk about yeah. you i'm talking junk about myself mm-hmm. because you're stubbing I, yourself in the toe like i'm not buddy's wife serena's buddy's wife but he's my brother and we're attached in the body he's mm-hmm. part of me i'm part of him so if i'm t- like if i'm talking crap about buddy i'm talking junk about me mm-hmm. like how stupid is that yeah it, anyway yeah well i mean like like i'm trying to think there's there's a verse um, well, I mean, like you just look in, in the, you know, submit to your leaders, you know, obey them, uh, as those who will give an account. Um, and then it says this for, for that, like, like I'm just paraphrasing it, but then at the end of it, it says, basically, if we don't do that, that will be unprofitable for us. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm hitting myself in the foot, like by being a person of dishonor, you know, yeah. um, the Bible says very clearly every joint supplies, you know, which means I have something to receive from everyone. Yep. I, like I have, like, like I have something to receive from pastor. I have something to receive from you. I have something to receive from everyone watching this yep. broadcast. I have something to receive from, from Caroline, yep. you know, like every joint supplies. And I, like, for those of you who don't know, Caroline's like one. You know, mm-hmm. and so like I have, there's something that I can learn and grow yeah. through for, from anybody, which is why we need to honor each and every member of the body. Even, yeah. even that person who's like barely connected and has a hard time, like, like, I'm not saying that everything, like, this isn't like everyone's the Pope and all their words supersedes like the word no. of God, you know, like, no. that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about like, like I need to like hear everything as if it's the word of God. No, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is there's something in each and every single member of the body that brings a supply. Yeah. That there, there, there's a joint that like every joint supplies. And if I'm esteeming the word and if I'm esteeming the body, that's why, like, this is part of the reason why Paul said this is like referring to communion. uh, You know, he said, this is why many people get sick and die early because they're not esteeming the body. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not, yes, they're, you know, the body of Christ, you know, in that communion, but also the body Yeah. as as a whole. Like we, when we don't esteem the body uh, properly, when we lightly esteem the body that God's grafted us into uh, that, that there's consequences to that. Yeah. But when we do it, there's benefits to it. Yeah. So like. Well, praise God. Like, let's look at like the, the positive side of it. Like there's benefits when, because now all of a sudden, now that I can esteem the body around me, now there's a supply that they can provide yes. for me where, whereas like in the past I might've under esteemed it. Now, whenever I make a, de- a decision to esteem it, like an example is like the thumbnail doesn't have pastor Brian on it, you know, like, okay, well there's still a supply yeah. for this body that I can draw from, you know, and I'm going to esteem that supply and draw from that supply and that supply will help me instead of just, well, it's not the, you know, the main guy. So like, it'll probably just be whatever, you know, like that's lightly esteeming it. Oh, it's not my favorite preacher. So I'm not going to watch it today. That's lightly esteeming, you know, that's, and a lot of times we don't think of it that way, but that's exactly what's happening, right? Um, I'm lightly esteeming that word because it's not who I want it to be. But again, every joint has that supply. 
So, uh, so I need to be esteeming that word no matter who's doing it. Yeah. And when I choose to do that, God's going to give me life. A life-giving supply is going to come into my life as I honor and I esteem that word. And, it, and it'll change my entire destiny yeah. if, if I honor it the way that God intends me to honor it. Well, and what has been so cool with the broadcast, there have been so many comments that have come in already saying, hot dog, this is a word for me. This is mm-hmm. good. This is in line with what I received from the Holy Spirit. This is Amen. like this word's on time. This word came out of honoring the Lord. There's mm-hmm. a whole nother broadcast planned and it would have been great and like wonderful word logically looked better to do hadn't things mapped out it would have been great but there was just a a pause in the holy ghost of not today so in honoring god as we yielded to change and step somewhere different than what we had planned even at our logically last minute notice was it enough notice for god So if God changes things, are we willing to honor him and say, I'll go outside of my plans. I'll do what you're telling me to do. I'll yield to you. Because if we'll do that, that will bring fruit. Honoring God, no matter what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, is what will produce fruit. And so glory to God just for his goodness on this. Like We could have entirely missed it. And 10 minutes up until the time of broadcast, We were, but praise God, he's faithful to show us exactly what needs to be said when it needs to be said. If we'll listen, if we'll honor, see, there's blessings attached to honoring God. There's so much blessings, freedom, peace, not needing to be the one to figure everything out. Honestly, there's a relief that comes when we honor God. Yeah. Like, life gets so much more peaceful. Skylar put in the comments, Skylar won. Uh, she said, this message is definitely touching on things our church has experienced in recent months. It's a great word. Well, and the reason I wanted to bring that up is because there's a reward. There's a reward for just continuing to honor God, no matter what anyone else does around you. You know, praise God that you have the pastors that you do because Pastor Zach and Danielle are so honoring themselves. They are hungry for God. They love the, like Pastor Danielle's on right now. I'm not saying this because she's on right now, but why does she need to listen to me and Buddy? She doesn't need to listen to me and Buddy. She's called. She's a minister of the gospel. She's got a full-time job. She's got four kids. She's got a church that she leads to pastor. So does pastor Zach. And yet they purpose to every day, if they can watch the broadcast, even when pastor, their pastor, their spiritual father isn't watching. Yeah. They have no reason to listen to us. They're just hungry for God. Yeah. That's an honoring shepherd that's those are leaders that honor and we've watched as god has promoted them and has increased them and has spoken words over them but skylar i just want to encourage you and your entire church you know we've gone through similar things at boomerang of you know needing to just love when it doesn't even look logical love always proves you right and this isn't just a word for skylar this is for anyone love will prove you right yeah honoring god will prove you right It doesn't matter what can be said about you. It doesn't matter what the world would think of you. What matters is what God thinks of you. And when we love, when we love, when we love, God 
proves us right. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 13 says, love endures all things, believes all things, love never fails. So if I can sow my love, if I can sow my love for God into someone else, if I can honor God by honoring those around me, that love can't fail. And hear that. My honor of God can't fail. Put that in the comments. My honor of God can't fail. If I'm honoring with a pure heart, it can't fail because true honor is stemmed by love. I honor, I make his words weighty because I love him. I'm going to prefer one another because I love him. I'm going to honor my leaders with my life, with my wealth, with what's in my hands because I love him. And that honor will never make me look like a fool to God. The world may call me foolish, but the world won't have what I have. And hear that your honor will guarantee that you lay hold of things that the world won't have. You'll have peace that those around you don't have. You'll have stability when those around you live in chaos. You'll have financial abundance when those around you are broke. Why? Because honor is not forgotten by God. God honors those who honor him. And if we'll honor God with all of our hearts, all of our lives, and all that we do, that then provokes God to respond back toward us with honor. And as Pastor Brian says, God's level of honor, it's not a fair exchange. God has all of heaven at his disposal. He made heaven. What am I talking about? He has all of heaven. He has anything he wants at his disposal. He's God Almighty. So when he commands the blessing of honor on our lives, it is nowhere near the same as the $20 bill we honored him with. Yeah. It's not It's not remotely fair. Yeah. Well, the only the, the thing that's coming up to me right now, and um, like obviously it ties in with honor, it, but... Um, but like it just seems yeah. like a shift. But like you, you don't have to agree with somebody to honor them. Nope. Um, and I, th- I think that's where a lot of the um, the Western democracy mindset has kind of affected people's ability to honor. Yeah. Is that well, if I don't this, if I don't agree with you, how am I supposed to honor you? You know, like. Well, especially like with like Republican and Democrat, and it's like, well, if we don't agree with each other, the other person's the Antichrist, right? You know what I mean? If right. I, like, like that's been like you, you see, recognize that division is a sin. Mm-hmm. You know, divisions, dissensions, all of that is like you read that in the New Testament, paralleled and next to like witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not something that God takes lightly. Is like how divisive this nation has become. Yeah. You know where like. Uh, like you got like many people, many Democrats saying like, you can't be a Republican and be saved. And you got many Republicans saying you can't be a Democrat and be saved. It's like, is our salvation based on our political party or based on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, um, now like, I'm not going to get into that, but, but you see how like divisive our nation has become, you know, and, and it's bred into the church. Yeah. Like, why do you have the first blank church and the second blank church and the third blank church, you know, like, uh, I'm just intentionally not inserting the denominations, but like, like, why do you have that? Because, well, the first church like was established and then it got split and then you have the second whatever church and then you have the third 
church, you know, and like it, all these splits. Where, where did these things come from? Divisions and dissension. You think God's up in heaven dividing the churches? No. Like, like honestly, like you think God's up in heaven, div- like causing rifts and de- denominations and all these different things up in heaven? You think that's like his heart? Yeah. Abs- absolutely not. You know, like God's not up in heaven dividing the church. I mean, that's why the Bible says, you know, uh, the Bible tells us, you know, and you, you, you read the way like Paul writes to the church, like agree <laughs> on things, you know, like, yeah. like uh, don't allow these divisions to be a- among you, like have a single vision, you know, like all these different things. But, but, um, but what happens is like people get into disagreements and then they just break off, right. break covenant connections. They break, they, they, all these things happen because, um, you know, because the enemy is trying to bring wedges in yeah. and get people to get all caught up in doctrine, get all caught up on small things um, and, and bring in the, these divisions. But I can still like I can still honor someone that I disagree with. Yeah. You know, you, you see that with David, with David and Saul. Like, I don't think he agreed with Saul's methods of of life when Saul's throwing spears at him, but he still showed him honor. Mm-hmm. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, did they agree with Nebuchadnezzar, uh, who like was saying like everyone needs to worship this golden statue that I put up, they didn't agree with it. They didn't obey it either, mm-hmm. you know, because that directly contradicted the word. But they still showed him honor. Uh, uh, oh, King, we, you know, we we cannot do this. You yeah. know, like the Lord will save us from the fire furnace, but if He doesn't, we we can't go against the word. You know, so like. Honor is not always obedience, yeah. you know, like, because people will say, you know, well, you need to do whatever the government tells you to do. Well, if the government tells me to do something that contradicts the word of God, like, yeah. you know, a symbol, like, I need to, I need to obey the word of God more than the government. Well, yeah. the, you know, you got verses that say, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, like, you know, but, um, but ultimately, like, honor is comes in a delegated authority. Yes. If an if an authority is telling me to do something that disregards God's authority and God's explicit, you know, command. Yeah. Well, like I can still honor that person, but I don't have to obey in the, in that aspect of it because yes. people get, can get caught up in all these different things. See, um honor isn't always obedience, but um for the most part uh for the most part, you're not going to have pastors telling you to disregard a commandment of God, for the most part. Um, and sometimes we, we take our understanding as God, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the, where, where I had a hard time with, um, you know, coming here and submitting in honor is I would take my understanding as God, you know. And so if I didn't understand something that pastor believed, like I would, I would have a hard time under, like honoring and submitting to that yeah um i feel like i'm i'm getting off a little bit but 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 ultimately i can honor somebody without agreeing with them in that moment yeah but what does honor do does honor just say well you know uh it's okay for us all to, to disagree is that what honor would do not necessarily what honor would do i mean like there's a time when it's like yeah we can disagree but honor uh, like what what honor does in that moment is honor says okay we disagree on this how can we come together study this word and and get to God's heart in mm-hmm. this? you know honor doesn't say well I don't agree with that and leave it there that's not honoring in the slightest no. that's lightly esteeming a word that that minister gave uh, what honor does is 
I don't see that. Let's explore it. Yeah. And takes it to the man of God and says, hey, I haven't seen it this way. Like, there's, diff- there's right and wrong ways to, to, do, to ask questions. Like, well, I'm asking questions. Doesn't mean you have the right heart. There's been many times that I've come to pastor and I've asked him a question. And he's like, why are you asking this? Like, mm-hmm. or um, it, intertwined in the whole question that I've asked is, like, pe- like, you can ask questions in a manipulative way. Wouldn't you agree, like, X, Y, Z? And basically, you're just leading them to your point in what you believe. You know, you know what I mean? Like, there's a manipulative way to ask questions. And it's, well, we need to ask questions. Yeah, but not manipulatively. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you, like, what Do I... Do you care about what the outcome is? Yeah, like, uh, uh, seriously. That's yeah. something to ask. Why, if I care about what the outcome is, I'm likely skewing what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I want an outcome. Yeah. I, I want you to agree with me. Yeah. Essentially. That's not honor. Honor is not, let me come to you and ask questions to get you on my side. Mm-hmm. Honor is, help me to see what you're saying. You know, like, I've had to learn how to communicate. Like, most people, like, don't know how to communicate. No. I've learned. Myself included. And I'm, I'm growing in that area. Like, um, like, I've learned that if whenever I bring a communication, I, like, it's good for me to bring out my bias already at the forefront. Hey, this is kind of my bias. This is um, what you said. Help me to understand where you're coming from, you mm-hmm. know, um, so that we can find out where the heart of God is yeah. in, in this. Um, you know, like there have been times when I would ask a question, but, but my real question is over here. Yeah. No, I need to ask the real question at the forefront, and, and then I can like bring in, you know, like, some of like this is what I thought I knew, but help me to understand, you know, your yeah. point of it. See, there's a difference between listening and hearing. You know, a lot of times people like just want to listen to respond rather than listen to understand. Yeah. And um, so if I disagree with with my shepherd or my pastor, um, what I need to do is I need to come to him and learn how to communicate in a way that that is I'm not seeking to be right, which has been what I've done many times in the past. But I'm seeking to understand why. Why do you say this? You know, yeah. and um, like there, we could talk about communic- how to communicate properly, like for a while. But like I, I, I should make remember like the commandment, like submit and o- obey your leaders, uh, so that it's a joy for them. Yep. You know, like part of that is how That's we the communicate. Verse I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's in Hebrews. I think it might be Hebrews. 12. I don't know. It's somewhere in Hebrews. Um. Hebrews thirteen fifteen maybe is that or fifteen thirteen somewhere somewhere but um I think it's actually one of those um but so that it's a joy for them I can make it more of a joy for my shepherds by not trying to manipulate them in the way that I ask questions yeah and and pretend like I'm being holy and honoring by asking the questions you know yeah um because again like I've missed that so many times in the past uh but if I disagree with them I need to show honor even in those moments where I disagree and yeah. like, help me to understand this like that. Honestly, that's probably the best way to like ask it. Help me to understand this. Um, help, help me to understand what you're saying. Not let me manipulate my questions so that you can understand what I believe. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll stop there. Well, in Romans 12, because I feel like you and I would not bad. This is, I'm not saying it's bad, but I mm-hmm. feel like it, you guys are getting a, a balanced mm-hmm. view of leaders honoring leaders but then i also think the lord's really drawing out today the importance of honoring each other yeah. you know w- 
we need both sides of that pendulum. Yeah. And so as you were talking, the verse that just kept yeah. coming up was Romans 12.10, which says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, and then give preference to one another in honor. Meaning, I'm to prefer Buddy but and Buddy's preference more than I prefer my own. I'm to be preferring and honoring and esteeming in that brotherly love of God. See, Pastor, years ago, not that long ago, I guess like three or four years ago, he and I were talking one time, and I used to be so focused on protecting myself, defending myself, looking out for myself. And Pastor sat me down and we were talking one day, and he was encouraging me. He's like, just like we put in the comments earlier, God is my defender. God is my promoter. And my job as a servant of God is to serve him up and serve him around, serve him down. But I don't serve myself. I serve God. I serve upwards. I serve my leaders. I serve my peers. And I serve those that I'm called to lead. But I'm not called to serve myself. And my, our flesh wants to be self-serving, but in honoring each other. See, Pastor, I was so excited yesterday in the service. Not that he, like, not because I want pastors ever to, like, bring up a shortcoming of himself. That's, but he brought up how in the past he used to be more critical of those closest to him and more lenient and merciful toward those that he was shepherding. But on his family, his wife, that he in the past used to allow his flesh to get riled up and be more critical, wanting perfection and, and just having higher standards and not showing as much mercy. And the reason I was so excited he brought it up is because that allows us to start examining, do I do that myself? And the truth of the matter is, I think in some way, shape or form, everyone has done that where we have been willing to honor someone else more than someone else. We've given preference. We've given favoritism. Or we've honored because it seemed easier. You know, it seems easier to honor pastor than it does those that we're living with every single day. Because pastor, though yes, a man of God, and yes, can see in the spirit, and yes, has oversight in our lives, he's not the one living in our house day in and day out. He's not the one who who can all the time push our buttons because he's just not physically there every day. So what happens when we're at home and our spouse says something and it just grates on our flesh? Our kids do something and it grates on our flesh. Our friends say something and it grates on our flesh. Are we willing to honor them the same way yeah. that we've been taught to honor our pastors? Yeah. Treating them as uncommon. Treating their words as holy. Viewing them as vessels of God. See, if I'm not willing to see the God that's inside of someone else, if I'm unwilling to see God in my peer, then am I really going to see him in my leader? Because I'm just choosing what portion of God I'm willing to hear and submit and flow with. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about creating an idol. If I'm unwilling to yield to God in buddy, 
and I'm only willing to yield to God and Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole, I am setting myself up for being at the least robbed of all the goodness of God that flows through you. And that's wrong. And honestly, I'm not going to speak for Buddy. I've done this with Buddy when Buddy first got here. We've talked about it ourselves. I'll just share me. I've, I've done this. What? what? And... Me too. It, well, I wasn't pausing for that, but <laughs> amen. Like, I realized that that's how it I realized worked. when I went, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been there. Well, I mean, we both have done that. And mm. yet, both of us are called by God. Both of us act as ministers of the gospel. Both of us can hear from the Lord. So what happens if Buddy has a word for me? And he has before. I've learned things from Buddy. Within weeks of him being here, he's like he taught something and it unlocked something in the scripture that just made it come alive to me differently. It's, it's mattered to me. I need the God that's in him. But if I just chalk it up to whatever, Buddy, I've been here longer, I'm going to miss out on so much mm-hmm. of God in him. Like that, that thought is stupid. And we've got to recognize that, as Buddy said, division is sin. Division is sin. Anything that would divide me from the body is a sin. Anything that would shut up God from being able to speak in my life is a sin. And I've got to be willing to honor everyone. Everyone God made. And and like everything that that I was even sharing about, like, when you disagree, you know, like, that's not just up. You know, that's not just with pastors. That's with everybody. I thought you know? that, too. Yeah. Like, like we need to learn how to communicate with everybody. Yeah. Um, like, like even uh, there's, there's a verse that talks about husbands, you know, loving their wives. You know, and, um, and, uh, and oh, I'm going to look it Ephesians. up. Ephesians. Uh, I don't think it's that one. Is it actually? not? No. Um, so that you're... But it basically says, sorry, I was like, um, I was just. um, Well, while you look, Pastor Danielle put in the comments that what we were just sharing makes her think of 2 Corinthians 5.16, which says, therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we've known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if, and now we're in verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Mm -hmm. See, I, you don't need to listen to flesh bear it. But now that I'm born again and he's in me and I'm in him and I'm walking with him and yielding to him more and more, my words will start to line up with his words. But if I blow my witness and I don't yield to him and I, as buddy, you were talking at the beginning and I just say whatever I want to say and spout whatever I want to spout and let myself go emotionally crazy and not actually yield to God, then no, you don't need to listen to my words because I'm not actually yielded to God. I'm not actually following him. So no, you don't need to listen to those. But if I'll maintain my witness, then I should more and more be proving that I am a new creation. Yeah, I found the verse. Hey, go. Yeah, it's in Ephesians four. I'm just kidding. It's in First Peter like, chapter three. <laughs> it's in First Peter chapter three, verse seven. It says, "You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as uh, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman." We're not going to get into all of that, but that doesn't mean she's weaker. No. Uh, in the way that most people like to read that as. Correct. And it says, "Show." <laughs> it, 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 look at this. I didn't even realize that this was in the verse, but cool, Holy Spirit. 
He says, and show her honor、mm. as a fellow heir of the grace of life,、mm-hmm. so that your prayers will not be hindered.、Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of men whose prayers are hindered because they're not showing their wives honor. Yeah. Well, she needs to show me honor, and then they, whatever. Like, like honestly, like, let's just look at this like, as a whole.、Uh, if a husband doesn't show his wife honor, He's teaching the kids not to show his wife honor. Yep. And, and, that, and that can hinder that husband's spiritual walk. Yeah. You know? And it works the same way. I know I alluded to it earlier, yeah, but yeah. it works both ways. See, that, that, that marriage is supposed to be mutually honoring in、yeah. that aspect of it.、Um, and, uh, and that's a verse that really stuck out to me. It's like, if I'm not, like, I'm, I'm very wise and intentional with how I speak about my wife. You know,、mm-hmm. I don't. Talk about her as a ball and chain. I don't, I don't make those, those stupid cliches that、yeah. come about, well, you know, like all you have to say, like it's not, it's not honoring to,、uh, to, to speak like in this, it, like even though it's like a cliche and it's this like stigma of like, oh, you know, all I have to just say is yes, dear, and that's how, you know, you have a successful marriage. Oh, it's like, 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 All I have to do is just cater to my wife's flesh for my whole life. Like,、yeah. basically, what you're saying is that wives are, are fleshly and emotional. No, that's not my wife. My wife's、yeah. not fleshly and, and emotional, and that's not how I'm going to treat her、yeah. as such. You know, I'm going to treat her as, as who she is. She's a child of God.、Yeah. Because, like, that's the underlying message in that, you know, just say yes, dear. That's like how you have a successful marriage. No, the undertone of that is that women are emotional and, and flesh led. And that's not, how, that's not who women are. Yeah. You know, that's not, not who, they you, who they should be. Yeah. Yeah. And、um, yeah, like J. Lou said, happy wife, happy life. Like, I want my wife to be happy. Absolutely.、Um, but my happiness is not dependent on her. Like, there's just all these, like, c l i c h e s And honestly, cliches, it but, dishonors the husband to even、yeah. have those statements. Like,、yeah. it, it ticks me off. When I hear someone make that, especially a husband make it, because、mm-hmm. you're dishonoring yourself. Yeah. You're like, a man is essentially saying, I just gotta keep my wife happy.、Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not the head of the household? Yeah. Like, you're not the one who leads then? Because that's、mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. You're, you're not a leader who's willing to say the things that need to be heard. Like,、yeah. you're hurting yourself with that garbage. Yeah. Like, there's so many cliches and so many things that people say. That,、um, yep. that we could bring up in this moment. Oh my gosh. Did you just think of it? Yes,、moment? I did. I, like, d- women, do not call your husband your second child.、No. Oh my gosh. And don't treat him like、That's、one. That's so disrespectful. Yeah. That's so disrespectful.、Mm-hmm. Like, I had someone say that, it, like, it came up in a setting before I, like, Caroline, she, I was pregnant with her, and they said it about George, like, oh, you're going to have two kids. And I, like, I shut the room down. I was like, no, I won't. That、yeah. is my husband. I、yeah. will not have, to, like, not, not this time.、Yeah. I will have one child with my husband right now. Yeah. No. How we, out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of what we've allowed ourselves to honor,、yeah. our mouth speaks.、Mm-hmm. So if I'm allowing myself to honor all of this worldly garbage, that's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. And I'm going to show my hand of、yeah. what I truly believe. If my husband's someone worthy of praise because he's made in the image and likeness of God, if I am truly, be- if I'm believing for my husband to be the man of God that he's called、yeah. to be, then I need to keep my mouth silent、yeah. on his shortcomings.、Yeah. I don't need to remind him of his shortcomings. You know who's reminding him enough? The enemy. 
The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. I'm not supposed to be the accuser. I'm not the accuser of my husband. I'm not the cleaner of my husband. I'm not the one who's supposed to refine my husband. I am to be the wife of God who upholds him in prayer, who's Mm. not a nag, who's not a weight, who's the Proverbs 31 woman that my reputation brings him honor. And if I'm going around talking all this junk about him, I'm proving that I'm not a Proverbs 31 woman and I'm actually proving that my husband was a fool to marry me. In that instance, that is what the Bible says, not Barrett. Bible says that. So how I honor my husband has everything to do with how my household goes. I'm sorry. Feel free. I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm done. I've reached the end. Okay, I'm done. Well, like, I'm just picturing so like all the movies where like <laughs> all the all the wives are like ha- having their little circle complaint fest a- mm-hmm. about their husbands. Like, don't do that, and don't participate in there. If you find yourself at a table and that's happening, get up no. and walk away. Like, yeah. or or just be like, oh, let me tell you all the good things about my husband. Look for yeah. look for ways to honor them. Yes. Like, same thing with husbands versus wives. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, 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 if the guys are having a conversation, like, let me, let me tell you about, like, what, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I took that to a fault where I just pretended like my wife had no flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, she, like, obviously, like, none of us, like, all of us have areas where we're working in. Yeah. On, but like, but still, like, I'm making, I make an effort to, when I talk about my wife, like, I, like, I don't, I try my you best. Cover the like, sin. Yeah, like I, I try my best, even like when I'm preaching. Like I don't. Like, anyway, like I want to. I want to speak in a way that honors her because. Um, I anyway. You husbands wash yeah. their wives with their words. Yeah, like that's what Ephesians tells us is that the love of God through mm. a husband can actually wash their wife like mm. Christ washes His bride. Yeah. Like, so your words over mm-hmm. Serena have everything yeah. to do with whether she walks in clean, like the clean holiness yeah. of God or if she's weighed down by garbage. Yeah. yeah. It, well, and vice versa. And vice versa. Uh, because like scripture talks about like, even if you have an unbelieving spouse. Yeah. Like even at, like, like there's a specific verse that's coming to my mind where like a, a wife, wife. Yeah. honoring her unbelieving husband has the ability to save him. Yes. Has like like a great example is Smith Wigglesworth, mm-hmm. right? Where before he got saved, like we all know Smith Wigglesworth was like the mighty man of faith, you know, raising the dead and all that stuff. But like most people don't know how he got there. Yeah. His wife got saved first. Mm-hmm. And uh and she I, I don't remember what she was doing, maybe preaching to him or like trying to encourage him or whatever. And uh he kicked her out of the house. Like he Pushed her out the front door, closed the door, locked it, and locked her out of the house. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the next morning, he, he woke up, opened the door to grab the newspaper. She slipped in and cooked him breakfast. Yeah. Like, like if there's if she had any right to or any like in the natural right to yeah. go to her girlfriends and start talking about how big of a bigot he is and like he's never gonna get saved. Like I don't know if he's ever like he's just like. I just need to get this off my chest. I'm yeah. really dealing with stuff. Yeah, like that deception. Um, but she didn't yield to that. She went in, served him, and honored him. Yeah. And because of that heart of honor, he was like, this is different. Yeah. Something's changed in her. And that and her heart of honor led him to be the Smith that yes. we know today. You know, the Smith Wigglesworth we know today. It's the same way with Jerry Savelle. 
Yeah. Brother Jerry was not saved first. Yeah. Carolyn was saved first. Mm-hmm. And she prayed and prayed and asked him to come to church. And he, he got so bent and like hurt from churches and watching men of men of God like abuse their stations. And he's like, I'm done. I'm not yeah. doing this. But she kept honoring and kept honoring and opened the door for him to meet Brother Copeland. And his life got changed around. Yeah. Like so often we just look at what we can see in front of us. And that's the massive thing. That like just is fueling us. Like, I can't believe I'm looking at this mountain. Mm -hmm. God sees the end from the beginning. And if we would allow ourselves to pray the Ephesians 1 prayer and actually mean the Ephesians 1 prayer Mm -hmm. and honor it and be willing to say, God, show me down the line from this Mm -hmm. moment right now. Help me honor like that. How many people would be willing to stick out a moment knowing Mm -hmm. the destiny that's up ahead? You know, it's like pastor, when pastor, our pastor, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole, when they had, I believe they had just moved to Albemarle and they had a ministry situation. They weren't pastoring, but they had a situation happen where they got really hurt by people and it really hurt pastor and really discouraged him. And he just... they'll they'll teach this themselves. Like they've ministered on this themselves, but basically how I've taken it, how I've understood it is that pastor Ryan got so hurt that he just kind of numbed himself out without realizing it. And they stopped going to church for a while. And he just, he shut himself down and he'd just play video games and go to work and go Mm -hmm. to sleep and mostly work. But he was, he was just closed off and just not who he is, Mm -hmm. not who we know him as. He was able to step into who he was called to be because Pastor Brian honored God. Shouldn't nag him. That's Pastor's testimony, not hers. That Pastor Nicole didn't nag him. She anointed every bit of clothing that he had. She anointed his pillow. She anointed his food. She anointed their house. She anointed their bed. She anointed his shoes. She anointed his clothes. She anointed his car. She would pray and anoint everything he was going to touch and be around. And she just prayed. And she just stood and she covered him and she protected his witness. She protected his reputation by prayer and it snapped him out of the funk and empowered him to step into who he's called to be because of her honor of him. That's three. We could keep going. That's just three stories of husbands who could have lost their entire destinies had their spouses not been willing to cover them and honor them. How much power is in our honor? Yeah. Honor can change us and that. Yeah. We honor. It really can. Mm -hmm. There's power in that. There's power in honor. Put that in the comments. There's power in honor. Yeah. When I choose to honor somebody, yeah, absolutely, and ultimately it changes me. I'm yeah. not, I don't honor to change a person. Mm-mm. Like, that's not, like, that's man, kind of manipulative. If you're going into it with that heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to honor you just to change you. No, um, I'm going to honor you because that's what's right. Mm-hmm. And because I have a heart of honor. Yeah. Um, I'm not, like, because peop- people can be all, like, that because honor... With a heart to change the person is flattery and manipulative. Mm -hmm. But honor for the heart and the sake of being a person of honor. Yeah. That, that, that's powerful enough to change the person and it changes you in the process. Yeah. 
you know, it changes you in the process. Like, well, I don't feel like honoring right now. Well, whoop de do. Like, honor anyway. Yeah. Be a person of honor and integrity. Commit your works and your thoughts will be established. You know, when I choose to honor in the moments that I don't feel like honoring, that's what begins to develop in me a pure heart yeah. of honor. Yeah. And we were talking about like that heart of honor at the beginning. There's power when I make the decision to honor, in the mo- especially in the moments when I don't feel like it, especially in the moments when I disagree. When I still show that honor, that's what's going to produce change yeah. and life change, you know, in, in the people. Like, I don't, I'm not going to get into all of that, but like, like my wife, like, has honored me very well in the moments that I did not deserve it. And, um... At, at least just in the natural, you know, like, like I, there have been moments when I was just going through stuff and she chose to honor me well, mm-hmm. like very well. Like she's, she's been a blessing. And, um, and I, without her, I probably wouldn't be here, Yeah, you know? And, um, like that shows you how, like your decisions to honor doesn't just affect you. Yeah. It doesn't just affect you. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, it's true. So today let this broadcast, because we don't, we're not here to belabor it, but let this broadcast be one that challenges what we've made our status quo. You know, maybe we have done super, super good, super well in honoring our husbands, but have we done well in honoring our sister or our parents? That's a whole nother topic. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yep. join us tomorrow <laughs> maybe we'll see but you know let God show us he, ultimately at the end of this let this be a broadcast that provokes us to consider whether we can grow in honor and I think the answer is resoundingly yes so if that's the case then let's just go to God and have him show us The areas highlight them to us. Show us where we can grow. He's the cleaner who will do that. All we've got to do is ask him. So right now, just pray. Let's just pray together. Because look, as Buddy and I are ministering it, we haven't arrived either. So Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person under the sound of our voices today, we repent for having not honored We may have been better than some, but compared to Jesus, our ultimate example, we've got a ways to go still. So, Lord, we repent for ever having missed it in the realm of honor. And just pray this with me. Jesus, open my eyes and show me where and how I can honor more so that I can bring you glory. Teach me how to honor. Show me how to look like Jesus. I want to honor you. So help me, Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, for every person who prayed that, that's a simple prayer. But you move through the simplicity with power. So let the power of God be met with that prayer today. Let us Honor on heaven's level of honor. You are holy and you are so worthy to be honored. 
You're worthy to be honored as God the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, our teacher. You're worthy to be honored in our delegated authorities. You're worthy to be honored in our peers. You're worthy to be honored in those that we lead. We'll honor you in it all. We'll honor the lost as those that you love. Guard our mouths, guard our minds, and let today, let us walk out with more resolution of honoring you and let the rewards of honor multiply now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. I hope this helped you. Um, it helped me. Amen. So, um, we love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If uh, the Lord's leading you to sow uh, into this broadcast, we, we offer this freely uh, to y'all. Um, and is there, I feel like there's something. Else. If you have something else, go for something else. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm jumping the gun. Um, here, you can wipe that away. For a second. Um, if, okay. Yes. Um, if you're in like that position where um, you want, like, let's say you need help, you know, honoring sure. somebody. Like, for example, let's say you have a spouse or you have a relative or you have someone that, or a boss or a president, or like a governmental authority, or, or whatever, and you're like, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. Um, how do I reach out in that, in that aspect of it? Like, like, how, like, for example, like, let's say that I'm going through something, and, and I'm not, I, and I haven't been handling it all well, from the perspective of my wife, like, is it right for her to reach out to her shepherds about the situation? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But how she reaches out to her shepherds means a lot. You know, it's because she could reach out and be like, buddy's being just such a jerk. Like, he's like, like, he should know better. He should be handling this better. Why isn't like, you know, she could handle it that way. Or, or she could reach out and say, hey, um, I really need your help. I want to be able to honor him as best as I can honor him. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that he's been, that, that there's been the, Hear this, the enemy's been attacking him in this area. Because recognize, like, in those moments, it's not you versus them. It's mm-hmm. not the, them being the, the devil in that situation. No, the devil's being the devil and att- bringing an attack on that person. Yeah. Um, so, so I shouldn't be going to authorities, like, and complaining about it. I shouldn't yeah. be going to people complaining about them. No. What I should be doing is saying, how can I best honor them and support them yep. in, this, in what they're going through? And how can I... How can I be praying for them, um, and what could I be doing to best support them and serve them and yeah. honor them in this situation? Because, like, because I like I don't want like anyone to come no. out of this broadcast and be like, oh well, now now I can't reach out about it. I should just be saying everything's like great and wonderful and like not ask for help. And right. no, there's a way to ask that's still honoring, and there's a way that to reach out um, that's not deprecating or. Um, or putting down or gossiping about said person, yep. if that makes sense. So I feel like that might help somebody. Yeah. Anyway. And problems, you take yeah. those up. Yeah. You don't take those side to side. Yeah. You don't take them down. You take those up. Yeah. So you go to your leaders. Boomerang, yeah. go to your life group leaders. Go to leaders that are over. You know, go to the elders. 
whomever it is that you're comfortable going to, go to your life group leaders first. That's number one. But it's not something where we go to our friends to keep talking about it and keep talking about it. Faith is now. So if I've gone to my leaders and we've, I've received their wisdom, I've received prayer, then it's handled. Yeah. And I don't need to keep thinking about it. And I don't need to keep going to a bunch of other people. No. Trying to get someone to believe. No. If it's if I'm truly in faith, yeah. it's done. Mm-hmm. If I've casted the care, yeah. I'm not thinking about the care anymore. Yeah. It's not part of me anymore. I've laid it at the feet of Jesus, and I keep on trucking. Yeah. I don't want to keep going and belabor, but if I keep going to different people, I'm like you know like. Let, let me go to this person and, and ask for help and ask for help and ask for help. And if I keep going to different people, it's probably because You're not I'm faith. looking for somebody. Well, I'm either not in faith or I'm looking for someone to, to pity me. For sure. Um, and uh, don't do that. Yep. Um, go to your shepherd. Go to your um, life group leaders. Receive that. And then it's handled and done. I don't mm-hmm. have to go around to anybody else. I don't have to bring yep. this to anybody else. It's, it's handled. Amen. Amen. So I hope that helped somebody. Now... Lord's leading you to, like, I, 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 I genuinely am like, no, this isn't right. Yeah. Um, so. That's no, good. With that being said, though, if we sow this broadcast into you guys, and if the Lord's leading uh, you to sow into this broadcast, just be led, uh, do whatever the Holy Ghost leads you to do. Um, but you can go to giveww.org and you can sow there. You can partner with this ministry. And, uh, and honestly, uh, there's a great book for those who partner with this ministry called In the Footsteps of a Prophet. It's basically all about all, honor. All about honor. So if you haven't partnered uh, with this ministry yet, uh, and the Lord's been been stirring it in your spirit to partner, because we're not just saying partner to get a free book. We're saying like you got to be led because partnership is covenant and and an act of honor. Um, but if the Lord's been stirring it in your spirit to partner with this ministry, we would encourage you to go to giveww.org or whatsright.com/slash partner. Like you can access both access it through yeah. both of those websites. Uh, and we'll send you a free book in the footsteps of a prophet by Jerry Savelle and uh, Brother Jerry. And uh, and that, that book will help uh, some people in this area of, of honor. But we want to pray uh, for everyone who's sowing Amen. into this uh, broadcast today. Um, so, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we call every seed sown into this ministry blessed. God, as they sow in honor, thank you, Lord. As they sow this seed of honor, I thank you, Lord, that they will reap a harvest of honor. As they sow into this word, they're going to reap from this word. And I thank you, Lord, that that for those who have a desire to grow in their honor, God, as they plant a seed in faith, God, that that they will increase not just not just in the honor that they receive, yeah. but in the honor that they that they carry in their heart of hearts. God, I thank you, Lord, that this seed is going to produce a harvest of change in their hearts, God, where there's been hardened hearts, God, from past hurts, from past offenses that has made it hard for them to honor. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're breaking that that heart of stone and giving them a heart of flesh again, Father, so that they can so that they can have that heart to honor in a new way. God, we thank you for it. We call this seed blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May men pour out into their lives in Jesus name.